They call me the doctor. I'm the doctor. I am the doctor. I'm the doctor. I'm the doctor. I am the doctor. I'm the doctor. I am the doctor. I'm the doctor. I'm the doctor. I'm the doctor. I was here to help. And you are very, very welcome. Okay, fkity bye. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcast, and it's a Doctor Who 50th anniversary special! Yeah. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Asda Man. I'm Jean. And I'm the real Keith Dunn. You left me no room for mocking there. Okay, I'll do that again then. No, 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 it's all right. I mocked you with my mind. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in pain. Anyway, without further ado, coming from a scrapyard in Totters Lane, it's the news with El Presidente. Doctor Who news. Popularity contest results are in. British Listings magazine and long-time supporter of Doctor Who, the Radio Times, has published the results of a poll to determine the most popular doctors and companions. The dominators were Tennant, scoring more than all his ten opponents combined, and Billy Piper with a quarter of the vote to herself. Matt Smith and Liz Sladen's Sarah Jane both came second, with Tom Baker and Catherine Tate's Donna each grabbing bronze. <laughs> this is where El Presidente gets a little bitter in his reporting. Uh, yeah, Fans of Gillen's amazing yeah. Amy Pond <laughs> might be disappointed to hear she only managed fifth, uh, with a mere 4.79% of the vote. Still, it could be worse. Her clearly lacklustre replacement, oh, Clara Oswald, only managed to wheeze and groan over the line in ninth place. Read it, ninth! <laughs> with a truly pathetic 2.65% of the vote. Exclamation mark. He forgot the exclamation mark. I think it was implied. It was implied. The but, top, but the, she didn't come last. The full top 11. <laughs> could I have a Top of the Pops countdown style music? That was Everdale Farm, wasn't it? No, no, it goes. That's the one. Best Doctor. In first place with 56.1, David Tennant. Second place with 15.93, Matt Smith. Third place with 10.05, Tom Baker. Fourth place with 6.59, Christopher Eccleston. Fifth place with 2.86, Pat Troughton. Sixth place with 2.38, John Pertwee. Seventh place with 1.59, Peter Davison. Eighth place with 1.36, Sylvester McCoy. Ninth place with 1.35, Paul McGann. Tenth place with 0.9 of the vote, William Hartnell. And in last place, the man himself with 0.88% of the vote. It's the Colin Baker. No! Make ketchup and mashed potato be upon him. This takes us over to 
the best companions. I'm going to do it again. You've got to do it again. <laughs> God. No, do the old. I'm going to try and remember how that one goes. Best. In first place, with 25.09%, is Rose Tyler as Billy Piper. Or Billy Piper as Rose Tyler. Second place, with 15.42%, is Sarah Jane Smith as played by Elizabeth Sladen. Third place, with 12.32%, is Donna Noble. Fourth place, with 9.09%, is River Song. Fifth place with a pathetic 4.79 is Amy I'm a Dick Pond. <laughs> then we have Jack, uh, Jamie McCrimmon with 4.1%, Captain Jack Hartness with 3.49, Ace with 3.09, 2.65 for Clara Oswald, 2.54 for Martha Jones, 2.39 for the wonderful Brigadier, and in last place, others. Who only amassed fifteen point three percent? And at number one, it's oh. no, no, inappropriate much. <laughs> My throat. Hurts. So clearly, the people who read the Radio Times are a bunch of cretins. <laughs> Did you vote, Adam? I didn't vote. No. Well, then you have no one to blame but yourself. I know. I know. I would have done multiple IPs and everything. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Batman fiasco all over again. <laughs> so River Song is twice as popular as her mother. Mm. Yeah. What's the world coming to, eh? Mm. <laughs> I just realised Rory's not in there at all. I know. He's, others. He's a loser. He's not a loser. <laughs> He's not. He's a very lovely man. <laughs> very nice man. Audio go. Dead. Ooh, rather. Oh, dear. The company formerly known as BBC Audiobooks Audio Go is on the edge of destruction. Mm. After how many quotes? Could you get a few more episode quotes in you here? You may find another one. <laughs> okay. After sudden financial problems puts it into insolvency. Oh. Of the 100 employees it recently had, 65 have already been made redundant. Ooh. Administrators hope to save the remaining jobs by selling the remaining assets to one or more interested parties. Yeah. This is particularly bad timing for Doctor Who fans following the anniversary audio series Destiny of the Doctor. Mm. As only the final story of the Eleven, <laughs> naturally the culminating Eleventh Doctor story read by Jenna Coleman is left for publication. Yes. BBC Worldwide continue to have a 15% stake in the firm, but it appears unlikely that Worldwide will step in and buy it back audio go as they did with Too Entertain in 2009. I'm a bit annoyed because I haven't bought... The Destiny of the no, Doctors. I haven't bought any of them. I was going to do it all at the end. Yeah. There is a box set, or there was meant to be a box set, yeah. well, with all 11. I have I have recently got hold of the monthlies, the anniversary monthly. Okay, so Doctor Who magazine. Yeah, the Doctor Who magazine. And they, Audio Go, are still advertising in there. They still... No, and <laughs> yeah. I realise I realize these things are put together about a month or two in oh, advance. Many months there, but, it? yeah, they, they, they've still got the full-page adverts in there. You can still buy them from places like Big Finish and Amazon, yeah. but you can't buy direct from Audio Go anymore. Right. Do we right. know if the last story has actually been recorded? Yes. Yes, it has been so recorded. ready to go. But... Uh, it's, again, going back to the monthly, they've done previews for it. They've done... I think... I haven't got to this part yet, but I think there's a review of it. So, <laughs> yeah. The last the last there story. Is, there yeah. is a chance then that it will, if not released by Audio Go, it will be released. Hopefully, but probably not by November twenty third, as no. they might have hoped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So some, we might see it in New Year, maybe. But... Some as as unspecified. Yeah. I can't see BBC or the BBC Worldwide letting the audio section die. Audio Go might. 
go. Yeah, yeah. But some form of audio section. Most of what audio go do is BBC content. Yeah. The old Dad's Army, yeah. the old Blackadder Clue, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's all BBC content for the most part. Yeah. So, yeah, the BBC will want to continue selling that. Yeah, it, it's something, yeah, because, well, it's to entertain. That was until... half owned by Worldwide, half yeah. owned by Woolworths. Woolworths yeah. went under. Woolworths, I, yeah, I know, I know Woolworths went under dragging that down. But, like I said, I can't see BBC them not having. Worldwide an audio content. Yeah. So it will be there in some form in the future. Hopefully. Although it might get tricky with things like Destiny of the Doctors because that is using the licence for Doctor Who but is not actually a BBC production. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But the BBC don't like to deal with Big Finish much, do they? Because otherwise it would have been possible that mm. they could have used Big Finish in terms of um, well, was... working out a deal to release it. Even yeah. despite recent um, <coughs> nods within a certain... Yeah, mini yeah. So we're not allowed to go into here. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> Big Finish were selling Audio Go products. Mm. They were. Uh, I think they were selling each other's products, I think. Yeah, they, yeah, some very, very there. recently there would seem to be an agreement or a deal where yeah. we had a bit of cross-pollination, so to yes. speak. Yes, yeah. And rumours abound what happened, but it sounds like it was a rather sudden and unexpected uh, financial problem. <laughs> Somebody absconded the, with the funds. Well, there was talk of one half million having disappeared. Oh, yeah. We don't know if that That's was a, just bad accountancy or... I There's no that, idea what happened to it. But That uh, really is a kick in the teeth. Yeah. Is, so yeah. they were perfectly profitable and things were going well until... Something happened. Something happened. Yeah. Mm. So there it is viable, yeah. should people come in and pick it up. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, that might, yeah. might find a buyer. Hopefully. Yeah. Marvel, Netflix throws its cash at multiple TV series. Mm. Netflix are clearly playing the long game with their original programming productions, so much so that they're throwing hundreds of, oh, blimey, hundreds of millions of dollars at Marvel superheroes. The deal will see Netflix buying four 13-episode Marvel live-action TV series, plus a mini-series to cap it all off that features the stars of the four series. Those he- heroes will be Daredevil. Hmm, mm-hmm. I've never seen Daredevil live- in live-action before. Jessica Jones, Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Together, they will be known as... The Dirty Fingers. Ding, 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 ding. In Sorry. the avenues and alleyways. A strange <laughs> little man, aren't you? He suppressed a fart for two miles. <laughs> you see what tears, happens? We're going about one mile place. an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> gone straight to his head. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That's it. Huh? According to their joint press release. The epic will unfold over multiple years of original programming, taking Netflix members deep into the gritty world of heroes and villains of Hell's Kitchen, New York. Is that John Major? Do, yeah. Do you pull the back of your head to make that voice? <laughs> it feels like it at the moment. Oh, dude. <laughs> Marcus, if you're well. listening, Andy from the side at the moment looks just like you. <laughs> oh, Devilishly <laughs> handsome in a rakish kind of way. I'll probably see the picture at some time or other. <laughs> Star Wars episode V11. Seven. Seven. <laughs> I prefer V11. Okay. So you could, you know, seven is, is, you know, pedantic. It's lazy. It shows, <laughs> you know, V11 shows that it's actually in Roman numerals and, and ecstatic and exalting itself from the rooftops. But you can never say it as well as seven. <laughs> <laughs> All over people. Um, yeah. The invasion of Star Wars into our lives begins again on the 18th of December 2015. With the arrival of Episode 7 into the cinemas. Mm. It has been recently rumoured that at least some of the filmmaking team were pushing for a delay to summer 2016. Unsure if they could make the gruelling post-production schedule. 
Yes. Star Wars up to, and I think every Star Wars film has been out in May. Yeah. Mm. So this does suggest they have pushed it back six months. Or yeah. So. so there has been some accommodation for the, the problems with the production, but not as much as the production team would have liked. Yeah. Well, recently we've had the stunt auditioning, I think, which is the only way you can say, mm. for a bit part yeah. in the film, a walk-on. Or... Two, two different um, walk-on parts. Yeah. yeah. The, the film begins, begins shortly in Pinewood, back in yes. the UK. Yeah, as yeah. it should as be. It should be. Well, it, it was originally be. filmed. Yes, yeah. prequels, none of this, prequels. None of this Australian stuff. <laughs> Hello, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're seeing it, but another unusual thing with this new trilogy is it's going to be two years mm. between films rather than three, yeah. which it always has been in yeah. the previous two trilogies. So it, it is a tough ask. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Again, we're discussing the quality of the thing if they're going to rush it out so fast. Mm. Would it be better to have the three years in between and, and make it as best as you can? Maybe, but then a lot of big budget films nowadays have come out in the yeah. company. Like the Harry Potters. Yeah, well, I'll give you that. And they like are that. quite effects-heavy yeah. as well. Yes, yeah, so they can be done. Yeah. And you'd expect ILM and the like yeah. to be able to do it. Mm. I think the big thing is the first one, you've got to decide on the look and the feel and, and the programming, the computers yeah. and that yeah. kind of stuff. There's more to and do, then yeah. when you get into the second one, a lot of that is already in there. The lot of preps being done, you know the feel of it and that kind of thing. So I'll, I'll going give you into that. the second I'll one give you that. a bit quicker. We will see. Pluggery. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fellow podcasters tout their wares. Ooh. Perhaps coming full circle, now the fans and indeed podcasters are being creative. <gasps> Adam Pearson with the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast has just had his The Ultimate Doctor Who quiz book published. Ooh. Oh, you can find nice. it in digital form on Amazon, UK and US, and on something called iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a snip of just £3.19p. Links in the show notes. Rawr. Also, our old chum Michael from Tindall Podcast Yay, has a play what he wrote. Play? Yeah. Yes. Blue mm. Box Messiah. Unfortunately, this missed our news last time, and two of the performances are now gone. They were on the 21st and 22nd of November, 2013. But our third performance is scheduled for Tuesday, 26th of November, at the Jam Jar Cinema in Whiteley Bay. Ooh. Tickets are only £5, so if you're in the area, it's definitely worth your time. Blue Box Society described its website, link in the show notes, as... A thought-provoking comedy with two fans of the popular television series debating the idea that Doctor Who is actually a religion. I'm sure, it's much more interesting than you just made it sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of it's programming to tell the difference. <laughs> I have an addendum. Yeah. What is your uh, addendum? Uh, oh, it's very bad news, I'm afraid. Uh, uh, no. Mm, yes. Oh, no. The Shat oh. has released another CD. Yay! I mean, oh. to the arc. <laughs> Already? Ooga. Very good. <laughs> yes, it's called Ponder the Mystery. It's got Amy in it. It's very specific. It's out now, available from all. Right. It's a skate. <laughs> you couldn't even say it. Uh, I, I would say from all good records. No, no, they're not. <laughs> and, out is a very dubious and, term. I think escaped was more correct. Who <laughs> yeah. said that? Why did and, you point at him? And quite, and quite a few bad ones. <laughs> yes, following on from his mega successful Heavy Rock Covers album. Oh, Lord. Yes, he has embarked upon a progressive rock album <laughs> good. with conceptual God. themes of getting old, remembering his 
his youth and stuff like that. Apparently, one of the guest session musician players on it, this is really sticking in my throat, this is, oh, <laughs> is Rick Wakeman. What? <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> so you have been warned, and if anybody here, Adam... <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> with Christmas coming up... Uh, <laughs> wish list, Sorry, are you saying list. you want a copy of it? I've, I've got this horrible feeling of, yeah, a copy of it's going to make... Get five five I've got a horrible feeling copies. you've already got <laughs> yeah. a copy of it. You know, that has actually come to late that warning I've got all the Shats LPs the problem is I haven't bought any of them well You've it would be a it. shame not to have this one for completion's mm, sake yes, yeah. I, mean, I must yeah. admit I'm a completist yeah. the Shat a collection <laughs> <laughs> yes don't throw cups at me <laughs> please do not throw cups at me <laughs> me 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 I have an addendum. Oh, yeah. Yes. The news broke a little while back. It's a guy called Steph Coburn, who's mm-hmm. proven himself to be the enemy of the world of Doctor Who. Right. Um, yes. Apparently, he is suing them over the rights to the TARDIS. Ah, uh, yeah. Ooh. He has claimed that his father... The police box particularly, isn't it? Yeah. Well, no, I'm not sure if it's the police box or the concept of... Oh, really? The... Big uh, on the inside? The shape of the TARDIS and bigger on the inside. Oh, okay. His father, Anthony Coburn, was the writer of of the first episode. Yeah. And he is saying that the BBC have not paid him, his family, or anyone of the Coburn line, (laughs) the rights or royalties to the word TARDIS and the idea of a mundane, everyday object turning up into uh, extraordinary positions. His father recently died. No, his father died in 1977. His mother recently died. His parents had no problem with this. His parents had no problem. Yeah. But he's decided that well, though his mind, father was mind. on a contract which, whereby everything he created is the property of the BBC, he's decided after well, 50 years... It's, it's actually... <laughs> yeah. He has released a statement. Right, yeah, yeah. It is by no means my wish to deprive the legions of Doctor Who fans, mm. brackets, of whom I was never one... Bitterness! Mm. Oh, yeah. any, <laughs> any respect to their favourite children's programme. <laughs> Stamp on people. The only ends I wish to accomplish by whatever lawful means present themselves is to line his bank account. Involve <laughs> bringing about public recognition that should be right always have been his due of my father James Anthony Coburn's seminal contribution to Doctor Who and proper lawful recompense to his surviving estate. Recompense. There you go. Mm. Sorry, but wasn't his name in the credits? Yeah. Which kind of recognises his contribution? And he was paid at the And he time. was paid, yeah. and, and he'd signed a contract. He was a staff. He was a staff writer. There you and go. A, a lot of the production team that could have actually answered this question, like Sidney Newman, Verity Lambert, are no longer with us. So yeah. they're the people that would have put up a defence here. Exactly, <laughs> probably quite a succinct one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was very much by committee. Uh, the, the whole programme. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I am not saying yay or nay, because by the looks of the guy, he will ha- quite happily sue anyone of the block the hat. <laughs> and if this ends up in the outtakes and we do end up being sued, I think I've just proved my point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think we're saying we are dubious. Yes. Yeah. Look when you're alive, we are dubious. I'm not. I think the guy's a cretin. He's, he's, also, <laughs> he's also suing uh, the Terry Nation estate hmm. about really? the Daleks. What? What did he have to do with the Daleks? Uh, yeah. His father had absolutely nothing to do with the Daleks, but his father wrote The Masters of Luxor, which oh, was meant yes. to be the second 
episode. There were problems with it. It got dropped. Mm. But I, if you boil Masters of Luxor and the Daleks down to their basic storylines, they are the same. Yeah, it's the same premise. There, there are only about yeah. four or five yeah. basic storylines in existence in the world. I'm only going <laughs> what I've read. Admittedly, I've read on the net, so this could be completely wrong and er- erroneous, but... Yes. So, so make that of what you will. <laughs> I think the 50th anniversary is nearly upon us. Someone wants to make a little bit of money but, for himself. And uh, Does he have a book coming out by any chance? <laughs> yes. no, 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 there's just one final thing I would like to throw into this melange of a story. Mm. It's a good word. Mm. That. It's the wrong word, but mm. yes. It's <laughs> a melange. Well, they got, um, <laughs> I've recently melange. got hold of the uh, latest monthly. Anniversary monthly. Yeah, show off. No, well, the I, Radio Times doing one? No, yeah, no radio. Radio Times anniversary month. Anyway, I haven't read the article yet, but there is an interview with Steph Coburn in the monthly. Mm. I'm just wondering if this has triggered anything. Get over yourself, Steph Coburn. You've got big daddy issues, and it's time you put them behind you. (laughs) (laughs) I, too, have an addendum. What's what's your addendum? Lay it on us. Long time coming, and this is the real celebration for the 50th anniversary. Tom Baker yes. is Ooh. dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, party over here. <laughs> well, we're coming up to the New Year's wishes and hopes and fears. So. Wouldn't that be awful? It would, Wouldn't yeah. it be? Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting the other thing before the credits. The 50th anniversary <laughs> drops dead. Well, you know, <laughs> jumping over there. If we, if we consider what the time limit on this, there yeah. is time for Tom Baker to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop saying yeah. that! Stop killing I reckon there are certain people in this room who are just hoping to see the words in memory of Tom Baker. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? We'll be there at the cinema watching this and remembrance of Tom yeah. Baker, and one voice will go, Yes! <laughs> I was right! Finally! <laughs> it's like Keith constantly praying for the death of the shaft. I mean. <laughs> It'll happen one day. And every time he does, we get another album. I'm seeing a pattern here. Yes, he's, he's, he's still saying, I'm here. Play me. Anyway, anyway yes. Tom Baker Backwards. and Lala Ward oh, are yeah. to reunite for big finish plays. Ooh. Not physically. No. We, we've got a bit of a wait, though. Till 2015, oh, but they've decided they're going Could to record. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to record the three Virgin Missing Adventures, oh. written by Gareth Roberts. Oh. Yeah, the English Way of Death, the Well Mannered War, and somewhere here there'll be another title: uh, the English Way of Death, the Romance of Crime, and the Well Mannered War. Gosh, you said three missing virgins from <laughs> <laughs> there. Was rumours the apocalypse are going to be running up and down the street? Yep. I do wonder if they actually be together to record it and do it separately. Yeah. I, don't think so. I think they'll be separate. Myself. It depends how much love is days. lost between them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yes, they're going to be recording sometime in 2014. They should be available at the beginning of 2015. Well, if it works out, might get uh, an entire season like they're doing with uh, yeah. Louise Jameson yeah. and Mary yeah. Dam as before. Yes. So yes, let's Top hope dead. Tom Baker lasts. Oh, yeah. Mr Coburn, Steph's a girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> right, I have one final addendum then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a remembrance as a Dalek dropped in to Buckingham Palace. <laughs> with that the... was 
desperate. <laughs> With Tom Baker, Peter Davison, and Matt Smith, uh, Louise Coleman, I think, as well, was there. Jenna Is that Jenna's sister? Yeah. Louise Jenna's Jenna and Jenna, Jenna, Jenna Coleman. I know one of them got dropped. I couldn't remember which one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they all turned up at invited to a Doctor Who party. They all turned up. They all turned up to a Doctor Who party at Buckingham Palace today. I think Ooh. it was today. Doctor Who party. The Queen, yes. the queen was dressed as a Slovene. Yeah. <laughs> Were there scarf? shenanigans? Listen to me, I can fart. I've been suppressing it for two miles. It's coming out now. So why why them way not the yeah, other doctors? I, I don't know. I think they may have been the only ones that were available. They might have been behind that black screen. Oh, they were being Cardiff, yeah, hiding. Being very quiet. Maybe they were just the royals' favourites. Yeah. Because find out. David Tennant did mock her for being a werewolf, so he's off the list. <laughs> yeah. He did indeed. Tom Baker, she loves. Matt Smith's a pleasant boy. Who was the other one? Peter <laughs> Davison. Well, yes. he's got a bland, open, <laughs> honest <laughs> face. <laughs> and the rest Good are dead. The so. yeah. Yes. I was just thinking at the moment, wondering what friendly. Colin's saying. <laughs> 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 he's getting bottom of the pole, unfortunately, so he didn't get invited. Oh, Colin's lovely. Yeah. He is. Can't wait to meet him. We've met him. We've flirted with him. We've handed him heads. Yeah. 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 I think he's I might give him the head myself. He has. The auditorium. We have the pictures. Yes. Mm. So do I have to lure Colin with the, the promising head? <laughs> <laughs> you re- really have to lure him. Just go over yeah, and go say go hello. <laughs> he's an amiable kind of chap. Any more addendums? Please say no. Any more addendums? Please say no. Any more addendums? Please say no. Skip to the loo, my darling. (laughs) Anyway, okay. Memories like the corners of our minds. Sorry. You have to. Sorry. sorry. (laughs) Well, it's... Some kind of 50th anniversary or something. I think so, yes. It's a small event. So instead of uh, reviewing a Mm programme, discussing the fine arts of a book, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're going to dig into our own memories and be totally self-serving. and So digging into my cerebral... I said I can't even pronounce it. That is how much it's going to hurt. So, uh, yeah, so we hope you enjoy listening to what what brought us all to who and... What, what it's meant to us and how we've been involved over the yeah. years. Well, I'd have to say my most earliest and deepest abiding memories of Doctor Who is either my mother sort of shouting at my father, Turn that bloody rubbish off! Because <laughs> that's how she spoke. Mm, well, more or less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so or us watching, well, for, for the time, a rather scary episode, hiding behind the proverbial sofa. Saturday evenings, to have a programme like that on, it was very um, innovative and novel, to say the least. To have this guy travelling around in a blue box, I mean, at the time, I think it's still uh, John Pertwee, Those, that was my earliest doctor anyway, wandering around, occasionally going, hey! <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the chop. 
Mm. Uh, oh, Kaika no. was, was the leg. <laughs> he, had, he had a system, didn't he? He had a particular sound for whatever he was using. So, I was the yeah. chop. Yeah. And, and Kroika. Was all, Kroika. Kroika. Some, something Kroika. to begin with K. That's Star Trek. Yeah. 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 Isn't that Klingon? No, it's uh, Vulcan. Ah. Yeah, a mock time. <laughs> Word to power goes, Kroika! Did she then kick someone? No. Oh. No, but Spock... <laughs> well, she then clearly doesn't understand the news and Aikido. <laughs> yeah, Spock absolutely kicked the snot out of Kirk, which will please a few people in this room. <laughs> anyway, Doctor Who. Doctor Yes. I would say my earliest memory, as I say, is it would be of Doctor Who and of Star Trek as well. Um, you can imagine the scene, all of us clustered around a tiny little black and white TV in our, up in our lounge up in, you know, sort of in South London, watching this programme, which you know, sort of alternately sort of scared the snot out of people and um, you know, fascinated them as well. I think in that way it has buried itself deep into the national psyche by being sort of alternately sort of compelling and frightening as well. It has sort of entered into the psyche. Mm, oh, very much. To a certain so, extent yes. where mm. the TARDIS is no longer a police box. Oh, good grief, no. So it was only through budgetary limit- limitations that they had to keep the TARDIS you know, sort of police box design anyway. Mm. In a way, that shortfall became you know, the show's major um, endearing uh, feature. Yeah, so, I mean, I would say those are my first impressions of Doctor Who anyway. And um, I would say my favourite Doctors of all time are you know, sort of the head of Pertwee and uh, Tom Baker. Wonderful chap, all of him. <laughs> I would say as the years that went on we went into the 80s unfortunately I didn't really sort of pay too much attention to the doctors like um, Colin Baker and um, Sylvester McCoy because yeah, by that time I discovered um, girls girls drugs drugs rock and roll rock and roll yes <laughs> and so most of, yeah, most of my Saturday evenings were spent you know, sort of spent down um, yeah, the hungry years down Brighton weeping mm. <laughs> <Quietly>. marzipan <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's completely com- <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Okay. okay. Oh, pan. No, 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 no. Yes. Tell us your idea so we can mock you. <laughs> <laughs> you mock me all the time. Sorry, anyway. I'm just trying to think what the. <laughs> Weeping He's stuck on marzipan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, marzipan has to do with a heavy rock nightclub down in Brighton. That's all there is. It? So you it's think street for some sort of drug. Yeah. Yeah. Got any marzipan? Marzipan. marzipan. <laughs> <laughs> Got some icy sugar I can swap. <laughs> yeah, I'm desperate. <laughs> okay, uh, memories. I can't necessarily remember when I started watching. I've always watched Who. That's the thing with Doctor, it's always been there. Yeah, for it's us, always been it? there. Yeah. I've always watched it. My parents, who unfortunately are no longer with us, my parents could disagree, but I could never remember hiding behind the sofa. Could you get it behind you physically? No, no. One, <laughs> we couldn't get behind it physically. Two, there wasn't a crack through the door which I could watch it because the telly was in the wrong place. The doors were in the wrong place. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I can always remember sitting on the floor two metres away from the telly desperately waiting for a grandstand roundup to finish. Oh, the <laughs> blooming football results yeah. went on God. forever. <laughs> You know, it, it's who. Get, I, I'm not interested in football. I want my Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. The, the common myth is, oh, I used to watch it through the crack of the telly. I used to watch it from peak through the crack of my arms, my mum's arms. I never remember that. No. I, I, I have was to always mem- there. I did have one or two memories of sitting there with a cushion, <laughs> cuddling, cuddling a cushion. So I'm sitting on the couch and I'm cuddling the cushion so I can just, just, just lean down behind the cushion occasionally. Well, this, this is the point. And that's just when I was watching Blink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
this is the days of uh, uh, Mary Whitehouse, who was in most of my reign mm. of watching it, and she was always ranting on how terrible it is to put this this terror, this horror, frightening the kids at Tita. I was never frightened because fundamentally the doctor was always there. The doctor would sort it out. Everything was fine. Yep. Mm. So that that was never sort of never the point. I never was that terrified. I enjoyed it immensely. It's something that the house had to be quiet over and we had oh, yes. to sit down and watch. But My f- introduction into fan, well, into who, is entirely and utterly the responsibility of my two older brothers. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Being as they were both teenagers when I came into the world, wow. yeah. they actually rushed back from... One from work and one from going out on a date with a girlfriend <laughs> to watch the first episode of Doctor Who when it was rerun. Yeah. Because it got rerun a couple of days or the following a week, week. A week later, wasn't it? Because yeah. they saw it transmitted out. And I do have some early, very early memories, and these have got to be pre-five-year-old yeah. because of where it was, of me sitting on my brother's lap. He'd sit on the floor cross-legged and I'd sit in the well of his legs with him cuddling me while I was watching mm. it. And I do remember, because it was quite funny, when I went to see the recovery of the Tomb of the Cybermen. Oh, yes, I remember you The saying. bit with the Cyberman grabbed the Doctor's ankle, I think it was. Yeah. And it was like, I remember that so clearly. Yeah. I didn't remember much else, but obviously yeah. that bit, because the Doctor was in danger. Yeah. So if you if you want to go for the very first memories, again, my very first memories period, I think, is the unicorn chasing down the Doctor and Zoe. War games. War, no, not war not games. War games. That mind robber. Mind robber. Mind, mind robber. robber. That's it. Mind robber. That is probably one of my earliest memories. Mm. Period. Yeah. Mm. And that's probably what sixty-seven, sixty-eight. Yeah. And you get into colour and John Pertwee <laughs> and all the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I suppose it was a bit weird being a girl. Yes. To yes. actually be into science fiction and that. Um, also, at the, the convention, she was on her own. She was the only girl. I wasn't. <laughs> Not quite. I wasn't quite. But the fact that all, the, all the girls in fandom <laughs> yeah. knew each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there were so very, many of us, wasn't very there? Very rare breed <laughs> those days, yes. But, yeah, it was a bit rare for, for a girl to be interested. But then there were some wonderful role models in Doctor Who. I'm not, not embarrassed. Victoria. Not Victoria. <laughs> God, she annoyed me. I am not embarrassed to say it. I wanted to be Sarah Jane yeah. Smith when I yeah. grew up. Yeah. <laughs> and to an extent, I actually got to do that got, when yeah. I interviewed Liz yeah, Sladen. People. Yeah. But that whole fact of the assistant didn't have to be twisting the angles. Yeah. and that. But even Liz Shaw was an intelligent, yeah. Yeah. trained person. The assistants yeah. themselves, the female assistants, especially John, during John Pertwee's era, in theory, were better educated yeah. than a lot of the male characters around them. Certainly Liz Shaw. I mean, Joe was, although she was ditzy, she was supposed to... Yeah, I think she failed her science O-level. But on the flip side of that, you had her with various street smarts. Yeah. I, she was always rescuing John Pertwee when he was he was locked up when the sonic screwdriver failed she had the skeleton keys, keys yeah. yeah yeah you yeah. know so she'd fight off a Dalek by getting naked <laughs> yes <laughs> yes <laughs> I loved it I think it was and it still is it's that escapism oh yeah you can't say to someone well what's Doctor Who about well it's about a bloke who travels through time <laughs> and space in a flying machine yeah yeah but what are the stories like well they're science fiction but they're historicals but 
their romances and their rev- because there is no one there, fixed it, kind it of story about them. Genre, the genre changes every story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. could do. The characters change with it and because I always was interested in art and writing and that kind of stuff, it gave me an outlet for that as yeah. well. With when I was doing conventions, doing the booklets. I, I learnt so many skills from doing conventions. I use later on in life. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I, like, drinking. Drinking, drinking was one of them. Cider. Ah, yes. Mm. But like the doctor says, I will talk to anyone. On, yeah. After you've actually run a convention, had to deal with actors, agents, and 11-year-old kids all within a space of half an hour, you can talk to anyone. <laughs> for, for me, to a certain extent, the figure of the doctor is a damn good role model. Yes. I mean, you have other action adventure characters. Mm-hmm. Colonel O'Neill from Stargate. Which Kirk, one? <laughs> Kirk from um, Star Trek. You Which have, one? Yeah, you have these characters, but all of them, in some form or other, carries a gun. Is yeah. a militaristic character. Yeah, that yeah. tends to be a bit of a trope in particularly North American yeah. science fiction. Yeah, yeah. But th- not the so doctor, much here. The Doctor fundamentally does not carry a gun and will try to talk it reasonably out first. Mm. Except for perhaps, you know, the up and coming doctor which we haven't seen, the hurt doctor. But that is <laughs> H U R or H E A Which yeah, kinda but, hurt. But essentially he is a bit, bit uh, keen with yeah. his fists. Yeah, he, he was a bit keen with the fists, but you he, he was also the diplomatic Doctor, because he me- attempted to mediate between the Silurians True. and humans. Mm-hmm. He was the galactic commissioner on Peladon mediating. Yeah. He yeah. tried to mediate between Earth and Draconia, mm-hmm. the uh, frontier in space. He was also the diplomatic doctor. Yeah. And I didn't, think, often, didn't always... No, it what? never worked. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, also, although he is an alien, yeah. he is very human as well, because you, you have this very... I- Defined idea of the Doctor. He is peaceful, etc. But then, on the other hand, he will shoot things occasionally. Yeah. He has wiped entire species. Yeah. He's blown mm-hmm. up the Zygon spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zygon. Oh, Zygon. 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 Yeah. So anything begin with Z. Yeah. So on the one hand, he he is very peaceful, but on the other hand, he's not that stereotype that you sometimes get with fictional characters where once it's on paper that this person doesn't drink yeah. tea they never drink tea i don't like spinach yeah but there are two different ways that spinach can be served that i like it now i don't like spinach yeah. but i like that because we we all actually contradict ourselves yeah. in some way at some points mm. in our lives he does contradict himself he says come with me you'll be safe <laughs> and yes you will be Nine but there's the still that possibility <laughs> yeah, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> I think on a personal level, I mean, we all love some of the sayings like, you know, what's the point in being childish? Yep. You can't grow up. Yeah. You, you know, that knitting. kind of stuff. <laughs> <Bring me knitting. laughs> um, you have that joy of one to come yet. Yeah. Yeah. But there are concepts within the programme itself, which I think probably have helped informed how I look on life. Yeah. Mm. Um, the fact that the lead character tries not to be judgmental. Yeah. That the bad guys aren't always the aliens and that kind of stuff. Yes. So almost bringing you into having that open mind of, of actually accepting that the weird, the different, isn't necessarily the bad or yeah. the untrustworthy. And that no matter how bad things are, 
car, you've got you to be like, there's always a way, there is always choices. Yes. One of my favourite lines from The Brigadier is, I just do the best <laughs> I can. Yeah. You mm-hmm. might not get it right, you might not solve the day, but you've done the best you can. Yeah. And I like the idea that the programme actually promotes of try to do right and do the best you can, but we know it doesn't always work. Yeah. But yeah. don't stop That's trying. trying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, for me, to a certain extent, it has inspired and didn't get me very far because I'm a warehouseman, but it's triggered off my interest in science. Mm. I specifically remember uh, the three doctors talking about singularities and black holes. And I I purposely went out and tried to understand what they were going on about. I don't have the intelligence to understand completely what they were going on (laughs) about. Nor did the writers in half the time. (laughs) But it was... It wasn't science, but it was the skirting around the edge of science and nicking the ideas. Mm. Mm. But it, I mean, you wonder how many other people, like Star Trek, it has actually kicked off a science career. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Certainly with New Who, that's really proven that a lot of people were brought into the arts, into creating TV and oh, yeah. writing books, yes. doing audio plays. Certainly. Doctor has yeah. been influenced in that way. It's it's a, got into acting. Yeah, well, so gonna, many was... of the, the fans are now controlling the madhouse. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it's a self-fulfilling prophecy is it I mean yeah. you've got Gary Russell Russell yeah. who was we spent many a happy <laughs> evening <laughs> many as a fans drunken evening. getting drunk in the Fitzroy yeah. Tavern on what have you it's now through Nick Briggs yeah. Nicholas Pegg yeah. Paul yeah. Cornell yeah. Yeah. Th- these were he's a writer yeah, he has a balloon to prove even Moffat even, even Moffat yeah. but you know I mean, that was it was, oh, I think Paul Cornell organised conventions yeah. with us all I think, and was a fan um, so, yeah. uh, what was it last time I was regularly up Tavern which was before 2004 Five. Yeah, we got invited down to a pizza parlour and was all eating pizza and that yeah. away with Stephen Moffat. Yeah. I didn't realise it at the time, yeah. but he was one of the guys in the little group. Yeah, I mean yeah. Andrew Cartmill still goes along to events and he's sitting there and it's like, didn't he write something? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, but he's enthusiastic about yeah. the new program. Yeah. And it is a case of a lot of these people were interested in the arts and the making of TV programmes, and it was their hobby horse through. Yeah. Mm. For me, as I say, it got me into doing my artwork and my writing and gave me an excuse for that. We were lucky when we were into fandom or when we were younger. Yeah, not the old crumblies we are now. Not the old crumblies we are now. That conventions were much more easier to organise because they didn't cost a fortune. Health and safety didn't exist. And they were also much more relaxed. Yeah. One of my greatest times is one of the leisure hives going to there and you had Nicholas Courtney and Colin Baker holding court oh, yes. in the bar. Yeah. You know, mm. they're there. They're human. My God, they fart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. It's that type I of think. reaction. Dare I touch him, you know? Oh. Yeah. I mean, I spent a few years of my life organising conventions yeah. with Carol and Steve and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if I wasn't into Doctor, when else would I get phone calls? There's a guy called Jerry on the phone. Jerry who? Jerry Davis. Oh my God! I'm in the shower with no clothes on. <laughs> I know he can't see me. <laughs> so I'm sitting on the stairs in a bathrobe, dripping. Going, "Hello, Mr. Davies." <laughs> you know, but we were lucky in that we did have that very close contact oh, yeah, with the actors. Yeah. If mm-hmm. if we were working on the conventions or if you went to the conventions, they weren't closeted away no. in green rooms as they are now. I met some wonderful people. Actors' ways um, and friends. So, and so I, I just it just hit. You're talking about meeting wonderful people. Daniel Cohen. He's not such a big name in fandom now, but during mm-hmm. back in the day, he was. 
I remember the first leisure, one of the first leisure hives. We had a Gordon the Gopher sock. Oh, yeah. Was that honeycomb or leisure hive? I think it was the last one, honeycomb. He kept threatening to nick it. Right. To which point, at one point, he did. Grabbed hold of the uh, puppet and ran off. To which I said, Oi, you, come back. And ran off after him. Right. He popped into the lift. I just managed to catch the lift and dive in. And then we just sort of stood there. Afternoon, afternoon. Nice day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. (laughs) Lift doors open. He runs out. Oi! And then I run after him again. (laughs) Sorry. Just memory just triggered off there. I think one of the weirdest memories I ever had was late night (laughs) convention. Uh Um, It was about half past one in the morning. Uh-huh. possibly two o'clock and I was just returning to my hotel room this wasn't to a room party this had been going on in the bar downstairs yep. so I was going upstairs to, to my bedroom which was occupied by about six people other uh-huh. than me yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we actually had Cornell in the bath at that yeah. point <laughs> and I could hear this really heated debate stroke argument going on no no it was green mauve yellow <laughs> Blue, yellow. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was yeah. green, blue, mauve, yellow, I red, think yellow. I can guess what this and is. And there's like, going it's on still and on. Now, I think that's and as good. I went round this corner, not only was it a debate about the colour combination of Tom Baker's scarf yeah, in season, event. whatever it was, the two people having this argument were about 16 and in their 40s. <laughs> and they were totally arguing as intellectual equals. There yeah. was no division in age or anything else. Well, I, 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 they had their ideas. Yeah. I know we've strayed slightly from what Doctor Who means to us, but sort of slided into conventions. Yeah. But it is linked. Mm. It's because of this show I have met mm. lifelong friends. Yes. yes. I met my wife because of this show yeah. at a convention in Swindon, a Doctor Who convention in I Swindon. I can only apologise yeah. for that. <laughs> You introduced us, yes, yes. I know. <laughs> yeah. There's also the one memory that is branded onto my brain of you standing there, three sheets to the wind, in a red dress, and I couldn't work out whether you was inside the dress trying to get out or outside the dress trying to get in. You know what, to this day, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there are so many people through the involvement of fantasy, like Steve, yep. there's friends Steve that I know on the Facebook now, there's people that worked on the programme that we still stay in contact with and that kind of stuff. And it's wonderful to have that point of interest, but... Outside of that, we've all grown as people, yeah. but that's the core that still that is, keeps yeah. us mm. together. Henny's gone off and been a doctor. Henny is <laughs> now a doctor. Yeah. Of, of brain stuff. Yes. And she can go off and be re- intelligent and yeah. be really good. But we can still sit down together and the point of contact, that point of reference is still there. Yeah. And then our lives will still... And yeah. you, you, you yourself. Me, yeah. yeah. Uh, you are the most pernicative, intelligent <laughs> person I have ever met, nah. with, who is definitely warped. But <laughs> I, would, I would have never met you. If yeah. it wasn't for well, this show. Well, the six of us here, only Crumbly was met not directly because of Doctor Who. Yeah. 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 All the rest was met work. because of Doctor Who. Yes. And so on top of that, it's the further people we've contacted or contacted us through this podcast. Mm. Yeah. Naya, yeah. Who, who has become a firm friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah Riz. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the wonderful thing. And in some ways, it's almost mimicking what happens in the show. The show itself says we have this one central character and the personalities around him can be all sorts. They're personalities that in any other context would not get on, mm. but except for the Doctor, yeah, yeah. because the need must, because he's asked, what have you. And to an extent, that's the same with a lot of fandom. The people that are in contact with each other, we wouldn't have met because we'd have 
different education levels, different parts mm. of the world, etc., mm. etc. Et Our interests outside of who wouldn't have necessarily brought us into each other. But because we've been drawn to and rotated round the Doctor like a lot of the other characters, we then come in contact with each other and find, actually, there are points of difference. There is yeah. this person I like. And yeah. we have our differences, and we might be a human <laughs> and a Silurian. But, you know... Only weekends. With, only with weekends. A with a tongue. But there is... There is a context contact yeah. there. There is yeah. something we see in each other that says we can be friends because we have yeah. that. We have the doctor is our yeah. common link. Yeah. yeah. How do normal people do it? <laughs> How do they make friends? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's the same. I mean, it is the same with other things. Someone said to me recently, oh, for crying out loud, it's only a TV programme. Yeah, you tell a Millwall fan it's only a sport. Yeah. You yeah. tell an Arvent cricket fan it's only, only a game. game. You tell someone who flies the red flag flying that it's just a political point of view. A lot of things in life are just A. Yeah. Mm. But if you have a passion for it, if it hits the right chord, if it's an interest that grabs you... If you're mm. outside the interest group, you can't understand. No. If you're inside the interest group, it comes as natural as breathing. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I can understand why people sit and go, oh, for crying out loud, it's just a TV programme. And I sit going, yeah, so why have I got to put up with three hours of bloody football <laughs> on the TV when I can't stand it? Yeah. You know, there are other sports. But I appreciate that's the interest. Yeah. But I, I think, apart from the fact that I wouldn't have made basically my second family or closer <laughs> to me than my family yeah. through the programme, yeah. I think in some respects my life would have been poorer for mm. not having been involved. Yeah. Mm. Both in terms of the enjoyment I've got from the programme and the ideas and that it's promoted and what have you, but also from the social life that's come from the programme. Oh, yeah. There are certain things that I would not have missed for the world mm. that, are, that aren't connected or nothing to do with the programme, yeah. but are to do with the people I have met via the programme. Yeah. Those three have been quiet. What are they going to say? Speak up. Speak up. We had a massive television it was a 20 inch screen it Whoa. was huge and it was black and white wow. we got we got a colour telly in 1977 so we had to draw the curtain so nobody could see we had a colour TV well because there were thieves <laughs> yeah yes. they'd break in and well, we lived on a prison unit. estate though so thieves weren't <laughs> very um, <laughs> they were all locked up yeah they were behind bars yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't until like 77 that we got a colour telly so I saw all these sort of Tom Bakery ones in black and white which yeah make, made them more atmospheric um, would have worked better in Colin Baker's time probably yes probably would have been I wouldn't have got what the fuss was about the coat though <laughs> although I, I have memories of tom baker my doctor was peter davison on account of he was hunky <laughs> and, and i watched doctor who because he was hunky and then realized i was watching doctor who because i loved doctor who i think someone else has said that if it wasn't for the program none of us would met would have met that's very true yeah or been stalked by me or be stalked by him we wouldn't have children and grandson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> God, she's got and it, chatty. Yeah. And chatty. And he was wiggling and dancing to... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell I was a, a 
a huge Doctor Who fan because I stuck with it through the um, 80s, yeah. the late 80s in particular. The, um, well, by that time sol- you'd met all your Doctor Who friends, didn't you? Well, like- yeah, exactly. But, you know, I could have still faltered because, <laughs> yeah. let's face it, they really did try and make us falter, <laughs> especially during poor Colin's time. Yeah, and he didn't Colin, have the scripts or no, production values. But he's, he was or brilliant. Played. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to point out there are, there are a few things that have happened that definitely uh, finger you as a fa- fan. You will not <laughs> do that in front of people. <laughs> Jeez, first Elizabeth Slade. <laughs> sort of when certain things are happening, you you've been cool, professional, calculated, and then had a little mini nerdgasm. <laughs> when I mean, you're a liar. <laughs> You're a liar. We went to the liar. console room. We didn't touch the console no, at all. We wouldn't be allowed no, to do no, that. No, 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 absolutely not. not. No, no, we weren't no. allowed to move a lever up and down. No, 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 no. Nobody's allowed to do that. No. Lick the console lovingly. <laughs> <laughs> I may have drooled a little bit at one point. Smith <laughs> <laughs> will slip up on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be a big crowd in here, won't it? Be a big with a hanky. Gotti. Yes, so I had a completely different experience with the Colin Baker era. I only watched Doctor Who because I was in trouble. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was, I was being very annoying. I was uh, being quite loud and boisterous mm-hmm. and I was separated from my other siblings, which would have been three of them at the time. And uh, I was forced to sit down and watch... Whoa, that's a punishment. punishment. Wait, 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 wait for it. Put your ass in that room and watch, and watch Vengeance on Barros. Watch Horns of Nylon. I was forced to watch Time and the Rani. Oh. Yeah. And uh, I was mesmerised by Mel's scream and all the colour <laughs> and the, the, the pinkness of the quarry You say mesmerised, we hear terrified. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched the entire season, but it wasn't till next year when the Daleks turned up and it was the talk of the school. That would be remembrance. Remembrance, indeed. Yeah, that converted me. It was That's the talk the of the school and I started making friends because of this programme, <laughs> which was new. Yeah. And it became a bit of an obsession it was I needed to collect everything I needed to see everything of course no one had any videos of Colin Baker no one had kept any and half the archive was missing in the black and white era but uh, every Christmas I got loads and loads of Doctor Who stuff and Target books Target books BBC videos and it sort of influenced me in other ways I I wanted to draw everything I wanted to learn how to draw the perfect Dalek so so that is linking in to what Jean said earlier you know it's cultivated the artistic bit this is it did anyone here not have Dalek Daleks drawn all over their, es- their exercise books at school. I can go one better. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, school report for when would I have been? About age 10 said uh, for artwork he could draw more than just Daleks. <laughs> <laughs> because my teacher was a Doctor Who fan, so yeah. I really sort of pushed the boundaries mm. there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I used to be able to knock report. out a Dalek in it was seven seconds for a Dalek and nine seconds for a TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> I designed an entire Doctor Who board game at school oh. with Daleks. Oh. Yeah. But also, when I had friends round, we, we got a, a tape recorder with a microphone and we'd make our own audio plays. Yeah. All yeah. improv. They yeah. do yeah. exist. They're terrible. <laughs> no, I can put them up on the side. Oh, God. <laughs> Before my voice broke, the best thing about them has to be the outtakes when things break. But um, in order to force my parents at one point to decorate my bedroom, I drew the inside of the TARDIS, including the console, across the wallpaper in marker pen. The whole thing. And I even designed a little dog flap for canine <laughs> there are photos i can get those that's quite good. me covered in ink i had um i think you saw it 
was when we first met i i wasn't allowed to draw on anything on pain of death <laughs> so i'd got myself a huge roll of paper and put it on the outside of my bedroom door and drew oh, a tardis on yes. it nice and what else was there oh yeah a group of us me my sister my brother and the kids from a family up the road we reenacted the five doctors and <laughs> me and my sister weren't really getting on at the time so she was the hole in the wall after the dalek blew it up <laughs> how'd she do that she stood with her arms out (laughs) and then she got upset that she could only be in the hole in the wall (laughs) ran away (laughs) you giggled probably probably. I think it was also nice growing up that I had a sort of superhero that wasn't always after Mm. the girl yeah yeah. but always travelled with them and always yeah Yeah. (laughs) always had the friends and always sort of won the day and it was always very positive and I think I sort of noticed that my vocabulary improved as well because Mm. I was picking up a lot of scientific yeah Colin Baker that with his long words yeah exactly (laughs) did anyone else sci-fi fans and geeky people in general tended to be outcasts Mm -hmm. did anyone else find themselves doing something to make that even worse but not really caring yes I had a piece of clay um, from pottery class and I painted it silver really gone at it silver Mm -hmm. and after sort of squeezing it around a bit it was really (laughs) malleable and it was this silver grey clay and I carried it around with me squeezing it and throwing it up in the air and when people said what's that I would go into the whole it's tin clavic mined by the terraleptals oh, for the people of Raga <laughs> It was a lonely year that I was. Know, I know <laughs> that I might, this might be cliched slightly, but I had a parka. Mm. I went through the lining of the parka, so I've got more space. So you put more things in. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy uh, bears, being, jelly babies. Yeah, no, I yeah, remember yeah. being called up in school and actually emptying my pockets at one point in time. Apple corn, nut, a copy of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, <laughs> yeah. tail, towel, you know, all manner of just, just going bump, bump, bump. So yeah, the, the show definitely mm. improved my speech and my vocabulary just my writing but i found having doctor who made me less creative in my writing because it was so easy to fall into phrases and stories that you already <laughs> knew yeah. yeah exactly yeah. open face Using like a grampus yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you ever create a fanzine no i didn't create a fanzine yeah, but i did, school did whenever the school did Arc a magazine i tried to get it in as uh, as much as possible what was yours called adam arc of infinity ours was called fantasy probe wow that doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. But we were banned. We mm. we made our first issue, and then the headmaster got hold of it and said, "No, you can't do it." You just went through copyright, 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 copyright. Oh, <laughs> said, what a school fanzine! Yeah. That's yeah. pathetic. Yeah. Mm, I, I mean, we even got teachers involved to help us create it. Yeah, they yeah, still well. Me and my friends, especially in the last few years, have scored me. Well, first I said, we saw all used to gather in one of the school uh, computer rooms, and um, somebody brought a kettle in, somebody brought some coffee and coffee mate and stuff like that, and um, we called it the Buck Rogers Coffee Club. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wilma Deering in there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, um, milk. Mm-hmm. White <laughs> Oh, you know, okay, I mean, then I think this is at the time uh, when the Unexplained magazine was uh, doing the rounds. Oh, God, yeah, I remember yes, that. Yes, and um, there was this article about the theory of the Hollow Earth. Yeah, Hollow Earth. Mm, yeah, and so we decided to call ourselves the Hollow Earth Society, and we did actually have um, 
it's like a flyer as such. There were sort of articles on science fiction, but most of the time I was sort of poking fun at the teachers. And as I say, I mean, I remember sort of me and myself and um, a couple of the other guys got yeah, sort of called into the head of year quite a few times. You know, for a, <laughs> yeah. Mollocking. Mm. Yes. <laughs> what was the other one we did? Channel D. Channel D. Channel yeah. D. I remember yeah. Channel D. Yeah. Yeah. Picking up what Crumbly said, we, we uh, with our art improving, me and a couple of other Doctor Who fans started doing comics. And eventually we got to secondary school where there's big personalities with your teachers. And we started weaving them in. And it was always John Pertwee battling the home economics department. <laughs> and oh, I was sniggering yeah, yeah. in English once. And the teacher looked over my shoulder and found this magazine. And she confiscated it. And we read a bit <laughs> more. Amazing. And we saw her snigger. And she gave it back and told us not to let anyone else see it. <laughs> No, because one of our computing teachers, this guy called Mr. Croom, he joined the sect with... Uh, led sect. by a Sect, yes, a religious sect. Okay. Scientologists. Mean, no, so the orange people. It was led by this guy called the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. This was back in the early 80s, this was. Ah, OK. So this guy, Alex McKay, is quite a good artist. He sort of based... Um, he had this cartoon character called the Shogun Sanyasin, which is what these cult members called themselves. Okay. And he based it on Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> You see this red-clad superhero. He was our computer, yeah, computer science teacher, dressed as Daredevil with a mystical um, symbol on his chest, PDC, Peter Dennis Croom. <laughs> yeah, so we did see the inside of our head of years uh, sort of office quite a few times, <laughs> especially when um, we said we were going to have a seance to um, contact a few members of staff. <laughs> but the thing was, only a couple of weeks before, one of the one of the mass teachers had actually died in class. Oops. In class, oh, yes. yeah. yeah, that's impressive. No, he was calling the register. You know, just had a heart attack and died in front of all these kids. <laughs> So stressful that register. <laughs> Difficult name coming up. As I say, yeah. wouldn't it be bad if it was your name you'd read out the second before he died? No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> Andrew Simkins. <laughs> no, this is a class about three or four years below. So. Oh. I think later on you also see the parallels in all of us here in that on the convention circuit I befriended some people that eventually I stayed with and then met my partner. Yeah. Who I'm mm. with now. You know, you two have been together a long time, I've been together with them a long time. Well, we just got back from a trip from Cardiff. Mm -hmm. There was at least two, twice down there. We talked to people quite happily, quite interestedly. We've never met them before, we'll never meet them again. Probably not. But the linking thing mm. was who? Yeah. 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 See, with, with mine, Darren wasn't a Doctor Who fan and he's just called and I've ignored him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no! Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Apologise. Take him chocolates. Put yep. you on hold. Next time you see him, give him chocolates. Oh, well. What was it my mum said to you the first time she oh, met you? Oh, God, yeah. Was uh, that I it? Was, oh, God. I no, was, almost. well, pretty much. I was 16, he was 21, 21. and he came knocking and <laughs> he did multitasking mum opened the door he fell through and she <laughs> said through. so literally yeah. he was leaning on the door didn't realise oh. they, they, they had this weird <laughs> door it was sort of staggered I thought I was leaning on the door Joe. Uh -huh. I wasn't I was leaning on the door yeah. she opened it I fell straight through it's almost a girl and, boy and <laughs> she said so how old are you he said 21 and she said oh god and you're still into Doctor Who <laughs> <laughs> she thought I'd grow out of it yeah. does she still think that she's hoping <laughs> desperately at least I can blame my uh, fascination with Doctor on my dad it was his fault for making me watch it in the first place and I mean spare a thought for my nan she got to see sit through it all twice with him and then me yeah. such a privilege well, this is what I'm looking forward to I've been through it myself 
I've dragged Andrew and Jamie kicking yeah. and screaming through it, and I hope to drag Benjamin well, through it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Andrew, Andrew and Jamie weren't as nutty as us, mm. but I can still remember them when they're younger. I'm sitting in the cordon reading a book, and they're reenacting Remembrance. Yeah. The, the, the stairs what, bit. What was it Andrew yeah. said the other day? We were. What was that? What's the um the McGann thing we've just seen? Oh, uh, Night of the Doctor. Night of the Doctor. Night of the Doctor. Construct number one. He pretends he's he's the big guy. I am. Yeah, he's, he's not into interested football, into it. Yeah, he's sort of it. he rebelled by becoming a football fan. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And we're sitting chatting the other night, and he's gone. Well, you know. Of course, this John Hurt regeneration, it's changed everything because before then there was no gold involved. It was all, every regeneration was different, but now it all seems to be golden. Is it because of mm. yeah. the, elixir. the elixir of yeah. life? And, I'm like, and you say you're not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> the, the master, how do you explain the master? I don't know. Minor technicality. Yeah. But, you know, he's not a fan. Don't let yeah. facts get in the way of a good idea. <laughs> See, I, I was never a closet fan. I had far more to hide. <laughs> I'd be out and proud as far as <laughs> Doctor Who was concerned, yeah. to the embarrassment of other people. <laughs> it always seems to be other people who are embarrassed, yes. isn't it? Yeah. We, as as kids, especially teenagers, I had no problem, no problem mm, with absolutely. it at all. I was Doctor Who fan, didn't care. Daleks all over me, exercise books, tried to make everything come back to Doctor Who. Yeah. People would say to me, "How long till the next episode?" And I could tell them down to the last minute. <laughs> you just no me embarrassment now. there at all. But that that came mm. later. When I, when I'm sorry, I met I'm him. trying to wear trousers from now on. <laughs> Memories, I can't remember much. Uh, <laughs> seems to me that I didn't really start really getting into Doc 2 until I got a video recorder. Yeah. yeah. Video. You know, to re rewatch episodes. <laughs> the first one was Five Doctors, too, which is probably a bad one. Mine, <laughs> mine was yeah. Trial of a Time Lord, episode 14. Yeah. Yeah. My first recorded episode was Ark of Infinity, because that's the first time we got a video recorder. Yeah. My first my, one was Five Doctors as well. Yeah, likewise. I yeah. didn't record the rest of Davidson's stuff, I couldn't afford tapes. Well, wasn't until the beginning of Collins, yeah. Attack of Simon, which is probably why Attack of Simon is one of my favourites. Yeah. 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 Colin Baker's, because that's the first one I had, the one I could rewatch over and over again while the others were still... Memorise the words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and with that one particularly, I had an issue. I had Beatmax, and they were Snap. quite short tapes. <laughs> and I misjudged how long a tape I needed. Oh. So about ten minutes before the end of the second episode, I ran out of tape. Oh. And it automatically wound back to the beginning. Oh, and no. I hit record again to get the last few minutes. Oh, no. so I, for years, I'd forever lost the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Oh, and no. I came in about ten minutes in, <laughs> lost a little bit of the end, but not too much. I yeah. always used to forget, through excitement, used to forget to set the video channel. That's it. So oh, I'd recalled yeah. Static for like episode four of Battlefield, <laughs> oh. and then I did it again at the beginning of Ghostlight the next oh. week. I never made that sort of mistake again. Every other episode yeah. since yeah. then, yeah. In the last counted however many, nearly 30 years, yeah. I've always got. I think this is why I we've got TiVo now, and I still have this instinctive fear of changing the channel when I'm recording something. <laughs> yeah. And I think it is because of yeah. those days when you, if you were recording mm. something, you didn't change the channel because you'd end up you'd end up watching come 20 dancing. minutes of Come Dancing or the news. Yes, and it. even though TiVo, you can record three channels and watch another one, yeah. still deep down I'm like, no, that's not right. That's the work <laughs> of the devil. <laughs> you are now your parents. I am, yeah. yeah. And maybe that's the biggest impact mm. of the show. It's the nostalgia. It's the memories you have in watching that particular... Well, You've got something there. Going back to uh, uh, Night of the Doctor, the jaw-dropping moment with McGann 
suddenly mm. appears. You know, I'm not the mm. doctor you're expecting. Mm. And then the Sisterhood of Khan. I'm bouncing up and down. <laughs> <on> the- <laughs> <laughs> there is a nostalgia factor in there. Yeah, because I think one of my viv- most vivid memories are the f- the first sibling to come along after me and my brother, who were only a year apart, mm-hmm. was uh, Oren. And I specifically remember Oren being in the living room, and I'm watching Trial of a Time Lord, but playing with Beast Man from He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and I still remember sitting on that old, horrible carpet, and yeah. just, just that feeling that Christmas is near, and what can I ask for? I think I've, I've mentioned before, but one of my earliest memories even though I've seen the episode since and my memory's wrong I've still got the memory was Ark in Space and it was the man with the green arm and it was and in my head it looks horrific it looked horrible and my my head remembering from when I was five (laughs) six it looked horrific and it scared me Mm. the reality when I watched it years (laughs) later was mind-numbingly embarrassing (laughs) and I've got both those memories there the oh mum I want to cuddle this is scary and the oh Keith God can we turn this off (laughs) (laughs) I want to cuddle this is embarrassing (laughs) my memory is similar my first certain memory of Doctor is uh, from City Death when he rips his face off Mm. Yeah, and the wobbly, the wobbly head. Looking at that now, it is really, really ropey. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember being scared. Or I don't remember any emotions about it. I just remember that image. Yeah, well, it, so it must have affected you for you yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Well, flip side. Even now, you watch it. The claws of Axos. Yeah. Mm, yes. uh, it's when one of the people get thrown into the reactor tumble drive. Thank you. So re- no, <laughs> the reactor, <laughs> gets thrown into the reactor, and he gets reduced down to axonite. Mm. The first couple of seconds, when the door opens and he this blob, amongst this blob, comes wobbling out. Mm. For the first couple of seconds, you think, "What the hell is that?" Mm, yeah. And then you realise it's actually a man in a sack with string tape. To it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. for those first couple of seconds, yeah, even yeah. now, just for, yeah. before yeah. you realise. Yeah. what it is yeah. as a kid you wouldn't even realise it was man in a sack yeah. 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 and a similar yeah. one would have been uh, Terror of the Zygons episode one because that original cliffhanger is so quick just mm. panning into the actual Zygon yeah. the scene that sticks in my mind is uh, pl- I think it's Planet of Evil where um, the first person to get all desiccated by the uh, by that creature mm. it appears and you just see this desiccated corpse lying on the ground I thought whoa yeah, <laughs> yeah but when I saw it you know, sort of a few months back I thought hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Genesis of the Daleks. Um, it was what seventy five. Yeah, I'd have been five at the most. And there's always that memory of the half Dalek and being very very sick because it scared me and I had tonsillitis. Mm. But there was also the nice lady was falling off the mountain, <laughs> and the nice lady didn't fall off a mountain at all. It was Sarah Jane yeah, falling off the, off the um the gantry. Well, it was but Stuart again, Fell, it's, it's your it's your memory <laughs> over the years from yeah. the age of five. Yeah. You know, the slope of moderate inconvenience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and when, when I first sat down for that episode of Time in the Rani, my first thought was the theme tune sounds wrong, the title sequence <laughs> looks wrong, and uh. he shouldn't be wearing that coat. So clearly I had seen some of Colin yeah. to yeah. pick yeah. that up first time yeah. round. Yeah. And no matter how bad it was, I stuck with it. <laughs> yeah. I got through That's the whole that, season. We should write a book called that. Yeah. No how bad it was, we stuck I, with we it. <laughs> they have no idea how bad it was back Welcome to court again. 
this Fun time, time we have on trial Vincent and the Doctor. Defending, we have Mr. A.J. Purcell, Esquire, mm-hmm. and Mr. A. Mann. <laughs> <laughs> Just. <laughs> Prosecuting, we have Andrew Simpkins and Keith. <laughs> my lord. <laughs> my lady. My lady. My lord. I don't care. I'm being a rebel. Mr. A. Mann, you may begin. <laughs> Vincent and the Doctor is a classic story. A tale Objection. of... Right, Mr. <laughs> Man, sorry. Mr. Man. Mr. Man, excuse me. Shut up. <laughs> you will not speak unless I tell you you can. If you have an objection, you will raise your hand, and if I feel like acknowledging you, then you will be heard. Mr. Man, carry on. <laughs> Do you really have an objection? Are you doing Hitler salutes over there? <laughs> I just clicked me elbow. Serves you right, Mr. It Man. It was Keith in Asda all along. <laughs> Vincent and the Doctor is a classic. It is a brilliant episode, full of emotion that pulls the heartstrings. Keith, <laughs> is that a twitch? Is that a fart? <laughs> Not again. <laughs> I've forgotten what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a wonderfully it's written a story. Wonderfully written at the story. Heartstrings. Yes, depicting a character from history that we can actually relate to, She's and showing <laughs> the impact of the psychological trauma he was experiencing. <laughs> There's stuff going on, people. <laughs> <laughs> Visual stuff. <laughs> oh no! I, I would like to add that it is a very brave choice yep. for a family tea time program. Very powerful uh, Deal with uh, s- ideas behind it. Uh, obviously, the whole depression and things, and yep. the suicide as well was obviously covered and very emotionally done. At the end of it, also a very beautifully mm. shot episode. Yes, good um, location work. An invisible chicken. <laughs> like all the best Doctor Who, though, you, you had you had the the sad bits, but you had some great great humour here too. You did Mr. Simpkins? I believe you had a point to make. <laughs> Are you vegetarian? <laughs> I was certain just three words, my lord: the giant chicken. Thank you, Thank you. Mr. Dunn. I hold you in contempt. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Purcell, do continue. The giant chicken was a metaphor for a the psychological <laughs> problems of, of our hero, uh, Van Gogh. It is only a symptom of his psychological problems. I mean, it's clear to see the man was suffering from bipolar uh, disorder. I feel that the um, giant chicken, the cow, was it the cow or the... Crefaeus. Crefaeus. I feel that the Crefaeus... <laughs> you look like you're about to let rip, you really... <laughs> oh, He's only on a wooden off. fabric chair. Yeah, boy. Yes, was um, a somewhat superfluous character. But again, think of the psychological impact of dealing with something chasing you that you can't see. A giant chicken. It just dis- simply called a giant chicken. But before we guy, knew it was... Um, can, I, can I make an observation? Mr Dunn, you may make an observation. Vincent could see it. Mm-hmm. This big, furry... Chicken chasing him. <laughs> right, you, Mr. Dunn. Okay. But specifically, as the- pointed as normal. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Man, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the doctor and Amy could not see the chicken. Was Rory in this one? He was dead. He was <laughs> dead. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> Again, tugging at the heartstrings there. We've, we've, got, a, we've got a dead Rory. We've got the fear factor from an invisible chicken chasing our lead characters. Point of order, Mr. Man. You've really got to stop talking about the bloody chicken. <laughs> Mr. Dunn, you've waited relatively patiently. Kindly make your point. Um, 
overruled Mr. Person. <laughs> <laughs> carry on, carry on, Mr. Dunn. <laughs> this once again shows. Why did you look at your armpit? I was just going to take my coat off. <laughs> this this but then once again shows Steve Moffat's complete crassness. Steve, very casual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that friends of shows, yeah. no, I think it shows the contempt that I feel because <laughs> once again, not only does Mr. Moffat attempt to trunch my client's scripts, he doesn't even Trunch. bother hiring my Trunch. client. Mr. Dunn, please explain my, my the meaning cli- my of the word trunch. <laughs> <laughs> to crush, to smear, to grind under the Mr. Foot. Dunn, could you please show me in the concise Oxford English Dictionary where, where the, the word, word trunch I cannot, show you, I cannot show you the concise English Oxford Dictionary, but I can show you in the Keith's Oxford Dictionary. <laughs> Mr. Dunn, the fact that you believe there should be a Keith's Dictionary <laughs> makes me despair for the future of mankind. But I, I wish to please again for my client, Mr Cornell, who has been completely ignored by Mr Moffat. Well, why would he not be ignored? He didn't write the story. Yes, Ah, objection. Sustained. In the previous seasons, in the previous seasons, Mr Moffat completely wrecked my client, Mr. Cornell's story. No, correct. Oh, correct. <laughs> My client, Mr. Cornell's story. He wrote the superb Father's Day. Mr. Corn, uh, Mr. Moffat has to trunch it with this trifling. You're bringing little... trunching into things <laughs> again, Mr. Dunn. <laughs> with, with, with this piffling. Um, in, uh, I can't even say it now. You <laughs> Dr. Dances and. and, and the Empty Child? Empty, thank you. The yes. Empty Child. And then we, my, my client does this superb two-parter. A family of blood and... Human nature. Human nature, thank you. <laughs> and he comes in and... and Trunches it? No, no, no. Whittles all over it. Whittles. Whittles all Whittles. over it with Blink. Then mm. Mr Moffat gets in charge of the show and he doesn't even bother using my client ever again. So That's, he's Mr Moffat now. It's Mr Moffat, it's not Steve anymore. It's, it's, it's sheer the contempt. Mr Dunn, this obsession you have with <laughs> Mr trunching. Cornell's well-being, Is that me trunching and the chicken? or otherwise, <laughs> whittling, whittling is a little, well, you keep your whittling out of this, is a little bit concerning and I will ask you to stay on track. We are talking about Vincent and the Doctor here, not your fanboyish love. Okay, Mr. We, Cornell. We are we are talking about the big rubber invisible chicken. Let's be honest. Overruled, Mr. Oh, what's your name? Crumbly. Simpkins. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, one thing that, uh, that does act very much to the uh, detriment of the episode is the uh, last final five ten minutes where it descends into mawkish sentimentality. Oh, it was lovely. <laughs> the I chicken mean... died. Oh, f- I demand a mistrial. I need new judge. Mistrial. As long as it's thought out first. <laughs> mistrial. Sorry, you were saying. <laughs> so I'm just trying to get the image out of my mind. It's my... Oh, yeah. <laughs> As now, my learned colleague being a chicken shagger. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Mr. Man. <laughs> Help us, please. If you mention chickens, you're going to the cells. Let me just warn you. <laughs> Adam, take over. I've got chicken on the brain. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Hungry. Objection. <laughs> Overruled. How many episodes have had something on the end of the programme saying if you've been affected by the issue? If you don't see you even <laughs> dare. Just if don't. you've been affected by a giant Mr chicken. Purcell, carry on. <laughs> Mr Dunn, oh. if you open your mouth once more... <laughs> Right. the cells. <laughs> this was praised by many mental health charities. It was. And many, many reviews. I don't think I saw a bad review. A few people complaining about a certain aspect of it. But <laughs> <laughs> which we should not mention again. No. <laughs> and as I said before, wonderful humour. The whole thing with the uh, character of Vincent van Gogh having a Scottish accent. <laughs> wonderfully <laughs> tie in to Amy's Scottish accent. <laughs> they were both yeah. the yeah, brilliantly done, given the uh, constraints <laughs> of the actors, I thought. Right, I will have a summarisation from all of you. You will go last. <laughs> <laughs> Mr Simpkins. Um, as I said, my lord, it's the, the presence of the giant invisible chicken was very much to the detriment of the show. Mr Mann. Adam had visible chicken in Cardiff. <laughs> And lots of it. <laughs> Mr Purcell. You should look beyond the chicken. You can't see it. <laughs> that sounds like a line from a song. If you look you beyond, look beyond the, chicken. the chicken. When that is dispensed with, you have an incredible episode with... A wonderful if one-off character. The, uh, the the whole thing with Amy having lost Rory and all that being seen by Van Gogh. Altogether, a wonderfully written, wonderfully acted and uh, wonderfully received episode. If you'd said a shorter sentence there, we would have repeated it because you said altogether, but, you know, we've already <laughs> got what you said. No. <laughs> altogether now. Mr Dunn, you have to sum up in five words. <laughs> Go for a walk. Bitch. <laughs> oh. That's a winning argument of ever. <laughs> Ditch the bloody giant chicken. Right. If I've given careful consideration <laughs> to all your arguments. <laughs> and I'm afraid oh. I have to rule. <laughs> In favour of the defence. <laughs> Simply because Mr Dunn annoys the living crap out of me. <laughs> you should have got used to it after 20 odd years of marriage. 25 years next year. All right. Hmm. 25 <laughs> years. That's for life. <laughs> next year. 25. <laughs> For the record, Invisible Chicken, notwithstanding. Actually, I loved it. Mm, likewise. Yeah, I, so did I. I didn't hold it in that much regard. Wow. First yeah. time round, I didn't, anyway. On rewatching. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the chicken! <laughs> but now that we. <laughs> now that we have talked about it, it strikes me that it's a story full of death. You've got mm. Amy dealing mm -hmm. with the loss yep. of Rory, yeah. you've got the accidental it. death of the chicken. Chicken. Yeah. And then you've got Van Gogh's death at the end. Yeah, but that suicide. happened a long time ago, so we knew that was coming. Yes, we did. But we didn't know about the chicken. Chicken, chicken, chicken. Chicken. <laughs> Please chicken. stop chicken. I love the episode and you're ruining it for me. Anyway, dear listeners, we have feedback for you. Great. Right. Um, well, I'll kick off the proceedings. We have one here from Will. Hello, Hi, Will. Will. 
He says, hello team, not much happening in the world of Doctor Who this week, but by the time this goes out we will have seen all the anniversary things, so I'll make some predictions about the 50th, but first a disclaimer. I don't work for the BBC and I've only seen the trailer and nothing else. Prediction number one, John Hurt's Doctor is the thing behind the Doctor's room in the God Complex. Mm -hmm. Prediction number two, John Hurt is the Doctor that wiped out the Daleks and Time Lords in the Time War. Prediction number three The anniversary special will be about the time war And finally, all the surviving Doctors will make cameo appearances And the <laughs> other Doctors will be CGI'd in Ooh, Pickled in time Yep by Pixar. <laughs> I am on to Series 3 of Buffy, so I will give you my thoughts on Series 2. Best episode, Becoming. This yes. is amazing, a shock ending, I was sad to see that David Borean as... Borianus. as... Bor- Angel. Oh, okay. No, as Aurora. Aurora Borealis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how I remember it. David Smith for Crumbly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was Boreal having trouble Smith. with that last time. I was leaving. Worst episode, Bad Eggs. Oh, don't, yes. Don't get me started. That was funny. Uh, that's a funny, funny best, episode. Best character, Spike and Angel, even though he's spoilers, spoilers, kills Kenny. Mm-hmm. What? And is very mean to Spike when he is stuck in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And my sister has become obsessed with Willow. Hello. Uh, the, the plant or the no. character? <laughs> right, okay. The character. Your last podcast was amazing and hilarious. And once again, my friends gave me funny looks when I was listening to the 10th Doctor on trial. <laughs> I think that I will listen to this on my own, not at school next time, because I don't need <laughs> my best. friends questioning my sanity. I don't want Three being classy. insane. <laughs> I don't want being insane as part of my repertoire, or should I say repertoire? <laughs> <laughs> That's made me laugh too much, and my stomach started to hurt. And then, <laughs> and then when, whoever, it, it has, I think that's, it, it was, was, burped, I needed help. <laughs> I wonder who that was. I have to go back and listen to that one. Seriously, guys, great podcast. I'm looking forward to your next podcast. Bye for now, Will. Thank P.S. Well, well, I was ooh. listening to your old podcast and heard Keith say, now he's got his finger in Sarah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, well, I don't know what to say about that. Bye. <laughs> Dear Crumbly, don't hate Space 1999. From Will, Pierce, I don't count the second second season. Right, Will, I mean, I oh. don't hate Space 1999. It hates you. <laughs> it loathes and despises me. No, as I say, I mean, I was an avid watcher for the first season, but then things went into a little bit of a decline, I must admit. I mean, Brian the Brain, what are you talking about? <laughs> Classic. Well, when you have Bernard Cribbins supplying the voice of a talking computer giving people blasts of ultraviolets, I thought, mm, <laughs> no... But there again, there were the episode with the creature that sort of um, hypnotizes people to be eaten. I mean, that's that was a, first season. Yes, I mean Dragon's that, Domain. Dragon's Domain. Yes. What a geek! <laughs> uh, that was a very good episode, apart from the fact that people literally sort of had to pull themselves into the monster's mouth. Um, <laughs> they the hypnotized. Other, well, yeah. And the episode where um, what was uh, Barbara Bain's character, the Doctor? What was it? Helena Russell. Helen Helen Russell. Oh no, I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, um, no, they come across that planet where she finds her, uh, yeah, what was who was supposedly. No, her late husband. The scene that stuck in my mind was when they took off from the planets and her husband literally started dying in front of her. That was a very sort of ugh, scene, that was. Yeah, it wasn't but a giant chicken. No, no giant chickens involved. There were good ep- episodes, but I'm, uh, as, as I'm loath to say, the bad episodes started to outweigh them. And um, I always remember a book I have. Um, there was That's an American TV critic in it who said, if there was ever a nuclear explosion on the far side of the moon... The moon would crash into Cleveland. Now, that would be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we have a letter here from Adrian. Hello! Hello, Adrian. Adrian. Hello, team. (laughs) 
So, Thor was kind of whack. (laughs) Not really bad, not very good, just missing something. Mm. I thought so. Eccleston had a nothing part and really Mm -hmm. nothing to do. Waste of his talent, especially as I was looking forward to his character matching wits with Loki. (laughs) No one had any wits about them at any time or anywhere in this movie. Oh, I think that's a bit harsh. (laughs) That is a little bit. I think that's a bit harsh. (laughs) No, I'm not sure. (laughs) There was too much of what was bad about the Avengers in it, such as generic, literally faceless aliens and the female characters getting very little to do die (laughs) unless you count Loki who was kind of like Thor's ex-girlfriend in this movie (laughs) yep Um, the movie was a hodgepodge of Star Wars Star Trek Lord of the Rings and well the Avengers but ashamedly I liked it yeah oh well such is my weakness for comic book based cinematic fare Moving on, another reason America, or maybe BBC America, is stupid is that Day of the Doctor arrives in the US theatres on Monday the 25th. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we get it on TV on the 23rd, but I guess BBC America didn't want or couldn't afford to go up against the Hunger Games. Mm. Or maybe BBC America didn't want to lose ratings and paid commercial ad time by encouraging folks to not watch at home. Mm. Or US theatre honchos didn't want to give up prime movie slots to a foreign TV show. Yeah, Saturday <laughs> night. Yes. Yeah. yeah prime about time. It. Well, I have to say, the one in Texas is showing it on Saturday night. Ooh. Um, mm. Or Saturday morning or whatever time it is it works um, out. Midday-ish, yeah. two-ish. All of that makes equal sense, but kind of blows regardless. Yeah. Stupid America. <laughs> this is Adrian, by the way, not me. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say the two trailers for the Day of the Doctor rock. <laughs> so does the mini one, the mini yeah. film. Uh, prequel. Prequel. Prequel, yes. Also, if you don't listen to the Nerdist podcast, then you should. Doctor Who gets much love on it, and most of the interviews are really good. The week leading up to Thor had Clark Craig, a.k.a. Agent Coulson, Mm -hmm. Tom Hiddleston, (laughs) Loki, (laughs) and Kevin Feige, the puppet master behind the Marvel movies, all good stuff. Mm. Check the archives for multiple Matt Smith episodes, also David Tennant, Karen Gillan, Mm. and... There is a Nerdist TV show on BBC America, a massive YouTube channel. Yeah, we've caught a couple of the Nerdist YouTube channels. Yeah, like the the bowling. bowling, Yeah, the bowling of Moffat, uh, Matt Smith, Sam Gillen and uh, Darville was there, was he? Darville was there, yes. On that note, be seeing you, Adrian. Thank you. you. Thank you. No, I liked the Thor movie. Yeah, so did I. I liked it. But yeah, Loki was his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed by it, but... uh, yeah, let's not retread that ground. No, no. <laughs> right, I have one here from. Um, um, you ever get a feeling of deja vu? Sort of deja what? Trapped in a chronic hysteresis. Do you ever get the feeling of deja vu? Sometimes. Trapped in a chronic hysteresis. Sometimes. Do you ever get the feeling of deja vu? <laughs> Sorry, we have right on. One, we have one here from Adrian. Oh, Hello, Adrian. Yes, yeah. Dear team, Ender's game was not crap. I still haven't seen it. Fake Keith is, brackets, for once, close brackets, wrong. Ooh. I will make my case later. <laughs> Be seeing you 
Adrian. I notice Adrian does it with the Atlantic between him and yeah. Frankie. Oh, yeah. 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 Adrian, you think Ender's game was not crap and you think I am for once wrong. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. For once wrong. Huh? <laughs> oh, she's got I'm, her box out. Tell me when it's over. I'm just stepping she's, outside. She's bristling. Adrian, I'm not wrong. <laughs> well, I, I think that sorted that's it. it, really. That's it, okay, all right. Yep. Are you sure there's not more? No, 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 that's you're fine. Not going to you're, you're, not gonna, so you're not going to do anything once we get home, are you? No, no, no. <laughs> We've only no. just repaired I, the crockery. I, I, I know where Adrian lives, that's, that's enough. <laughs> Maybe Adrian's got something to say on it. Adrian, Ugh. run, run now. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard from Naya. Hello, Hello Naya. Naya! I think she deserves a may catch up and mashed potato be upon her. Oh, okay. Right. Okay, then. May I think she deserves it in, you know, unison. unison. Oh, we will say, <laughs> hang on, hello, Naya, may catch up and mashed Karen, potato be Karen, upon her. We don't do unison. <laughs> we will try after three. One, two, three. Hello, Naya, may catch up and mashed potato be upon you. Amen. The silly jokes you told in the last podcast to cheer me up worked. Oh, hard. I started laughing just about the minute you all said, let's tell her some jokes. (laughs) So I shall respond with one ripped off from a John Barrowman Uh, panto. Oh, God. (laughs) Scraping the barrel. Oh, no, it isn't. Oh, yes. He's behind you. (laughs) Boots don't sell boots. Curries doesn't sell curries. Selfridges doesn't sell fridges, and the Virgin Megastore was a huge disappointment. Barabon! Thanks very well to, uh, to the States, actually. Not much else for now, but the Worldwide Day of the Doctor is coming soon, rapidly mm-hmm. followed by She's Chicago today. Tardis. So I'll send in my opinions of the former and descriptions of the latter when they happen. Take care, everyone. Naya. Thank you. Thank you. Naya. 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 Thank you. This, this podcast goes out on the anniversary day. Twenty oh. third of November. Happy yeah. birthday! Fake from this birthday. Happy birthday! I shall also be humiliating myself on the twenty third of November Again? on the Facebook group. Ah, oh, we're looking forward to that. Yes. Oh that. yes, that's going to be lots of fun <laughs> <laughs> for everybody else. Yes. <laughs> We have one here from Adrian. Hello, Adrian. Again. Hi. Yes. Yeah. Hi, so team. Fun. Some quibbles and spoilers. <gasps> Thor, the Dark World. Mm-hmm. When volunteering your girlfriend as bait for an intergalactic evil baddie, <laughs> you might want to give her a heads up first. <laughs> or at least talk about it. I mean, I thought he liked humans. Putting Jane, Jane at risk just seems more like an Odin move. Hmm. He did compare her to a goat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. When your brother sacrifices his life to save you and your girlfriend, don't leave his body behind on the <laughs> alien planet. Yeah. He is super strong, right? Come on. But of course the script required Loki be behind so that he could take the guard's place later. Sloppy writing that made a lie of Thor's nobility, loyalty and heroism. (laughs) But holy free holies, the night of the Doctor was fantastic. Oh, yes. I only wish there'd been more because... Mm, One, I want more Paul McGann. Come on, Moffat. Start adapting big finished plays to the small screen. He was fantastic. Mm, I wish we could have seen more of Paul McGann's emotional path to giving up on peace. But it was still full of awesome. Later. 
Adrian. Thank you, Adrian. Adrian. I forgot to say in the addendums, but there's a... It's not really a guess anywhere, of course, but there's a petition. petition. Yes, yes. It is indeed. It would be nice. Mm. He, he said he's up for it if the scripts were up to a standard. They could do it like a Torchwood, the Children of Earth. Every yeah. year, just yeah. do uh, five episodes of mm-hmm. Capaldi yeah. stuff. Yeah. But then... I've been thinking of that for a long time, you know, just yeah. a little short season yeah. in between all the other half seasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's two yeah. years, three Third. seasons, seven mm. and eight. Three yeah. seasons, yeah. Any more feedback? I think that is it. Oh, hmm. that was fun. Should we tell Naya another joke? <laughs> no, Just the one? <laughs> Any jokes? Oh, a woman goes into a bar, goes up to the barman, asks for a double entendre. <laughs> so he gives her one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, What's the definition of suspicion? Don't know. None doing press-ups in a cucumber field. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between Joan Collins and a Kit Kat? I, I don't, don't know. know. What's, What's the, the difference between, between Joan Collins and a Kit Kat? You only get four fingers in a Kit Kat. You've turned me into a laughter track. (laughs) (laughs) How many surrealists does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. How How many many surrealists does it it take to change a light bulb? bulb? Fish. (laughs) (laughs) How many Klingons does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't know. How How many many Klingons does it take to screw in a light bulb? Two. But they have to be very small. (laughs) How many Centauri does it take? Just to to screw in a light bulb. Oh. How many Centauri does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. How, How many, many Centauri does it take to change a light bulb? Two. But in the days of the great Centauri Republic, we had a thousand servants changing a thousand light bulbs at the drop of a hat. <laughs> You're a strange man. <laughs> How many William Shatners does it take to change a light bulb? We don't know. How, How many, many William Shatners does it take to change a light bulb? One There's more them. than one? <laughs> <laughs> one person to hold the light bulb in place and wait for the world to revolve around the Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> Emperor Caesar wanted to go water skiing. Ooh. So they built a big long boat and had a thousand slaves down each side. Oh, God, this one. <laughs> a thousand slaves down each side to get up the speed this to do the, the water skiing. Yeah, I think I've heard this one. But, but the slaves at one end of the boat couldn't hear the drum at the other of the boat so they tried to move the drum to the middle of the boat mm-hmm. but it was too big and too heavy so what they did was grease down the boat grease down the slaves and grease down the drum so it would move it quicker and as they were pushing it it suddenly sped out of control and shot down the longboat and above the sounds the crying and people dying they could hear one voice singing we're sliding a gong on the crest of a slave no, 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 no. I'm riding a drum on the crest of a slave and the ship is passing by. <laughs> I say, I say, I say, Nefertiti, what's the difference between a post box and, a, and the rear end of a sacred hippopotamus? I don't know. No. What's, what's the, the difference, of a, the difference between a post box and the rear end of a sacred hippopotamus? In that case, I won't ask you to post my papyrus in the morning. <laughs> What do you call a cow that's just had a baby? I don't know. What do you call call a cow cow that's just had a baby? baby? Decarfinated. (laughs) Why can't Pinocchio play the guitar? I don't don't know. know. Why Why can't Pinocchio Pinocchio play the guitar? guitar? He's got no strings. (laughs) (laughs) What do you call George Washington's false teeth? I don't know. What do you call George Washington's false teeth? Presidentials. <laughs> Please help. Please Why couldn't help. the mirror tell any jokes? Help. No. I don't know. Because you could always see right through him. Help me. Druid. That it. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> help me. A window, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Please help. 
Your mum is so stupid she thought Dunkin' Donuts was a basketball team. <laughs> I don't understand American jokes. <laughs> is there any more? Can we rap no, now? No, no, there's please, many, please. many extra, more. Extra, extra. <laughs> what? Extra. 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 <laughs> you want extra jokes? Then no, we'll no, some extra exit. Jokes. Is it like trunching? Epilogue. No, no. Who's, Who's there? there? Hatch. Hatch who? Bless you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> please do the outro. Here's a controversial one. One more. The Pope is a little like Doctor Who. He never dies, just keeps being replaced by white men. <laughs> <laughs> please talk us out. And now, dear listeners. Knock, knock. Who's there? Doesn't. Doesn't who? Doesn't anybody want to let me in? <laughs> we'll do the in- Keep the going. In- Keep going. Knock, knock. No, no, don't Shut start. Up. Don't start again. Go this brings us off. to the end of another podcast. Oh. <laughs> But never fear, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. Kangaroo! Kangaroo! More news. Knock, knock! (laughs) Venice! Venice Venice who? Venice is door gonna open! (laughs) (laughs) Who? Unfrivolity and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and who's there. Orange! Orange who? Orange, you're gonna answer the door? Same. Be seeing you! Goodbye! Goodbye! Bye! Bring me knitting! Boo! Boo-hoo. <laughs> right, it's only a joke. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> you have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, Series 1, Number 172, featuring Adam James Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, Real Keith Dunn, and Scott Fuller. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net Remember the Aussie though? (laughs) (laughs) When Aussie was young and virile and still rather stupid, she would walk along the fence in between the two houses mocking this dog. You're not going to get me for I am cat. Walk, 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 <laughs> slip, fall down the that's... and all we heard was <laughs> and the cat shot Yeah, that's exactly what our eldest does, winds up the step. The dog next was strutting for days after. <laughs> gotcha. How dirty is my ear? I mean I only showered this morning. Remember Blue that. moon, I saw you standing alone with the sun Oops. in your hair. You were Blue bo- moon with the sun in your hair. <laughs> this makes no sense. If you want to get words wrong, get them wrong sensibly. <laughs> I thought it was good. We had a bit of shat on the uh, ride to Cardiff, didn't we, or way back? Yeah, we did, yeah. Blurred into one. Major Tom. (laughs) That's very good. I didn't put the ballads of Sergeant Benton on. That's because Keith threatened to punch you. He did, and I couldn't get further (laughs) another way. (laughs) Anyway, without further ado, coming from a scrapyard somewhere in East London, in Potter's Lane, it's the news with El Presidente. He said Potters. He said Potters. It's Totters. Totters. Not Trotters. Totters. Totters. I've only just realised that Trotters Independent Traders spells tit. Marvel, Netflix, it's probably best I did interrupt you because your tongue doesn't work. Oh, it works very well. For the outtakes. 
Okay, I don't know if you can do this, but um, oh. each of these five or whatever news items had a Doctor Who story in its text somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, story titles. If you can do that in these endems, extra points. Okay, so hmm. Mm. 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 Eric Smith proved himself to be the enemy of the world by threatening to sue. <laughs> enemy of the world. Enemy of the world of Doctor Who. <laughs> right, Buckingham Palace one. Horns of Nymon. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> your majesty. Bear with me. Dum-de-dum-de-dum. He's put us on hold. Your addendum is important to us. Yes. I, I think I think it should be a really innocuous one. <laughs> Remembrance of the Daleks. <laughs> <laughs> well, one Queen, was there. Yeah. One was there. A Dalek was there. Was yeah. There. Buckingham Palace experienced the resurrection of the Daleks when one <laughs> dropped by with the three. Because okay. I've seen the picture. Okay. There was a Dalek. Okay. Okay. Don't call me a liar. <laughs> I said okay. <laughs> God. But you went supersonic then. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to sit here. <laughs> <laughs> Adam just did an impression of the scream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we went Moving down on. to Cardiff Moving. and he took some meat. <laughs> it Even was made up of f- chickens, at least it was their feet. <laughs> He'd been stifling the fart That's all I can think of. <laughs> Two miles at least. When he, got when he out guffed the... it out and it smelled of yeast. <laughs> oh, oh dear Moving me. rapidly That's on. put me off my chicken. <laughs> Head of Pertwee. You haven't said hello to Head of Pertwee. Oh, bye, Head of Pertwee. Bye, Head of Pertwee. Bye, Head of Pertwee. Bye, bye, bye. 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 Happy spot. anniversary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when you look beyond knock, the chicken. Knock, knock. Who's, Who's there? there? Oink, oink. Oink, oink, oink. Make up your mind. Are you a pig or an owl? <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock. Oh, Who's there? there? The interrupting cow. The interrupting cow. <laughs> The interrupting cow who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, two, ca- two cows standing in a field. The first one goes moo, and the second one says, funny, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> two sausages in a frying pan. The first one says, God, it's hot in here. The other one goes, ah, talking sausage! <laughs> 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 oh dear <laughs> Those jokes were for you, Naya Just for you Because we love you We don't love you, Adrian We find you picky <laughs> We find you like films That you have no right liking No, you're alright, Adrian 